Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, small business nation? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. John, what's up, my friend? What's up, Andrew? I'm doing great today, man. It has been a grind week here at Beefy. It has been a grind. You're not I'm, wrong. I'm doing great, though, honestly. That's good. Yeah, I'm, it's, not, I'm not beat up. I'm battle-hardened. There you go. Weekend, I like right? that. I like that, man. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say battle-hardened. I'm battle-hardened. I feel a little week. beaten up this week. Honestly, I feel like I'm just kind of on this um, roller coaster of not catching up with my sleep, and so I think it's finally yes. catching up to me, and I'm just like getting a little mm-hmm. worn out, but it's been a good week. It's been productive. We've accomplished a lot, and here we are recording some podcast episodes to wrap up the week, and I couldn't be more excited about that. I mean, it's a great way to end it, and honestly, there's some hot news happening right now, and so oh, yeah. it's been a minute since we've done an episode where it's just you and I. And yes, we, we jump into some subject matter that I think people people want to talk about. I mean, it's I think so. I mean, every other video in my social feed is discussing this right now. Yeah. So today we're talking about a hot topic in the business world, the possibility of TikTok being banned with over 1 billion users worldwide and a growing popularity as a marketing and advertising platform. TikTok ban could have a significant impact on businesses of all, si- of all sizes. So in this episode, yeah. we're going to discuss the background of the TikTok ban, how it could affect businesses, and offer some advice on how to prepare for the worst case scenarios. John, let's jump into it, all right? Let's do it. All right, so like I always do, like we always do, we like mm-hmm. to start this thing off with an icebreaker. All right, John, if you had to choose a celebrity to promote your business, but it had to be someone completely unrelated to our industry, who would okay. you pick and why? Man, the unrelated to the industry is hard. It's very hard, actually, because I think to some extent, everyone's connected to our right. industry. In our industry, right? Because right? in marketing, we can pick any celebrity and use it in any niche. Exactly. And, yeah, as a personality. But I guess something that we don't deal with. Hmm. <laughs> pretty broad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty broad. Um I guess I got to think about celebrities too. Like, yeah, you know, I'm who would I want to represent my product, but they can't be associated with. Hmm. So I guess, okay, if we were thinking about it like that, like we couldn't have like the Gary Vaynerchuks, we couldn't have. Right, right, right. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. We could have any big marketers representing us. We'd have to have somebody who's really at that point, it kind of opens it up to any celebrity in our case. Any celebrity, really. Okay. That makes it a lot easier. You know, there's a lot of good ones out there. I think I would want Travis Tritt. Oh, you know, I like a, that. Good, yeah. a good, good old country boy, musician, great guitar player. We were talking about him on one of the podcasts that I did this week. And That's awesome. I think he would be a great spokesman because he's just a great, genuine person. And, yeah. You know, you think about celebrities and putting them out there, and what if they go do something crazy and then your product, you know, has that image? Yeah, it reflects so the you brand. Wanna, yeah. Who do you trust to put out there? I think I definitely trust Travis Tritt to just cut him loose and let him do whatever. All right. So if we're going to go with that category of musicians and yeah. country musicians at that, I'm going to go with another beloved favorite of, of American people, Reba McIntyre. Oh, another person man. that I feel like is just like, 
cross cross lines appropriate. Like everybody thinks Reba's yeah. a sweet, that's just a sweet lady. You know, she's got a good personality. She's had a great television career. She's had a great music career. Mm-hmm. You know, it's someone who's got some notoriety. And I feel like people would trust what she has to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, you know, versus, you know, I think there's a lot of amazing celebrities out there that have incredible reach, but because their reach is so wide, they don't necessarily have like an audience that would align with what I'm selling. Yeah. So I would definitely want to find someone who is very trusted within their circle. Honestly, mm-hmm. based on my business, I'd want somebody who has a little bit older of a demographic, possibly. That way they would be okay. more apt to buy, or maybe they have buying power. You want um, some decision makers. Decision in makers in my in my celebrity influence circles versus, you know, if we said somebody like um, I don't know, one of the Kardashians, they're yeah. incredibly successful. And there's nothing I mean, mm-hmm. if one of them came up to me now and said, I'm gonna promote beefy, like I'm not gonna say no by any means. Right. But I know that they've got amazing. a they've got a younger demographic. Like they might not be people who are, you know, they want to buy makeup, not buy websites. So yeah, they might not necessarily be business owners. And I think that's an important thing to, you know, we talk about that all the time that it's important to know your audience. And it's funny, even in a hypothetical question that our brains are working I know. that way. <laughs> it's crazy, which honestly is a good transition to the conversation we have today. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about this, this whole thing with what's happening with TikTok. And for you, yeah. for those of you, the guys that don't know, or maybe you don't pay attention to TikTok or you don't use TikTok in the first place. First of all, I'm not going to lie. I'm addicted to this platform. It is an app that is uh, incredibly engaging Um, Mm -hmm. those short form videos and you'll see that a lot of other social platforms like Instagram and YouTube have followed, you know, suit very quickly. You know, you've got Mm -hmm. Instagram reels, you've got, uh, YouTube shorts, right? So it's, you can tell that this is a, this is a, um, very, very compelling new format of media. And I, I think that their, their user base kind of proves that. I mean, with over, I think it's Mm -hmm. over 150 million people in the United States alone, I think that that puts it almost half of the U.S. population is on TikTok. Yeah. You know, TikTok has been on the Apple number one download spot for the last two years, I want to say. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So if you've been sleeping on TikTok, (laughs) uh, I'm just here to inform you that it is a popular platform and it is ever growing for your business. And we're going to talk about why you should maybe be using it, but why you should also be making sure you don't put all your eggs in one basket because yeah, the big thing happening right now with TikTok is that it has come under some pretty big scrutiny from the U.S. government due mm-hmm. to concerns about national security, data privacy, and specifically there are concerns that TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance, that they could be sharing user data with the Chinese government. Well, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't want to get overly political, but John, you and I are a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have a different understanding for the potential risk of our data being shared with other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of young creators on social media basically just say that this is stupid and blah, blah, blah. And like, why would we even be questioning this app? But I don't think that they understand understand the potential severity of what that could mean for right. the, the for the country as we know it. I mean... To some extent, even we don't like we have lived through multiple wars, but none on our own soil, really. Right. Yeah. Um, Whereas like our great grandparents, they had a a very different experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we as Americans, as the average American people, I don't think we're really prepared for something like war on our own turf. You know, Um, we have it. Pretty really. cushiony and safe here, honestly. That's right. It, that's that's exactly yeah, even right. Even with the issues that we do have, and we do have, you know, gang warfare, which is similar. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and that's for sure. Like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, our country is amazing and it's perfect and everything's mm-hmm. going great here. It's like the, the reality is that's just not true. No matter which side of the pol- politics aisle you yeah. sit on, like we've got we've got our own shit, right? Like we all do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think there's still an inherent risk of our data being shared. Um, yeah. I think I'm a little cynical on this topic because I don't feel like our data is secure anyways. I don't I don't think that... <laughs> that's where I'm at on it too, man. That, and that part's hard, you know? It's yeah. like... Like I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if there's a platform which is mining our data, mm-hmm. and, and to who knows what extent, yeah, and then that data is being shared with countries that are our enemy, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not ideal, right? Like, no, that, but that's yeah, that provides you can a competitive do a lot with advantage. That. Yeah, yeah you can learn advantage. people's routines and schedules and, you know, what they care about, what's going to hit them the hardest if you take it out. There's there's a lot of tactical military things in there. And some people might get conspiracy theory, you know, Tim Foyle had on that. But it, it is a real, it's a reality. It's yeah. a real threat. It is and, a real threat. Yeah. Especially because, too, like, there's like a psychology component, too, which beyond just the, you know, what is my routine, it's mm-hmm. also like, what will the like, if we can get all the people to have a similar thought, which we we've seen this in the last five years with social media in general, and I think that that mm-hmm. that part's the craziest is you've watched all these trends become so aggressively popular, like the the bucket challenge and all these other things, yep. where it's just like it's again tinfoil hat thing. It's kind of brainwashing. Like the reality yeah. is, like we all just kind of fell in line, well, just did it. Yeah, the evil marketing genius would yeah. just create their right. ideal. Like you just tell them what to think. You feed it to them. And I think that's what's dangerous with the data mining aspect of it is they find out what we're thinking and what they would want, you know, anyone could do this. It, it isn't even just China, just someone with the evil intent could see what people are thinking, think I want to change these three things and push data, push content to change their mind. Yeah. You know, the other, the other challenge is, and I think that this is where this, this show could go a little political. And I think Mm -hmm. that, and I hate to, to hate to do that, but I think in general, as Americans, we're watching everything kind of afar through a window and we Mm -hmm. think we know what's going on, but the reality is we like, we don't completely understand it. Case in point, um, yesterday, Thursday, March 23rd, uh, the CEO of TikTok was actually testifying before Congress. Okay. Mm-hmm. And from, from the outside perspective, one would say that our Congress was acting like a bunch of assholes. Like that's the reality. Like my perspective was they had obviously they have very little time to ask their questions and then it gets passed on to the next, you know, representative. Um, but their questions were in my in my pers- from my perspective, some a little, you know, um highly opinionated and pointed. Some hmm. very uneducated, like, you know, one of the questions I remember hearing, I can't remember which, which congressman asked this, but it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, he was just like, can the platform access my Wi-Fi? And the CEO was like, well, if you, if you turn your Wi-Fi on, like we need Damn. the Wi-Fi to connect to, yeah. to the platform. And he's like, well, hypothetically, does that mean you could get everything on my network? And he's like, well, no, like. We use Wi-Fi <laughs> just like any other app uses Wi-Fi. Like, yeah. It's just to, so some of the questions definitely felt like, but again, I, I bring all this up to say like the perspective that we have is that the the representatives are maybe asking questions that don't feel uh, very representative of the people. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think that you you see the narrative that, I mean, the reality is the media wants to see, which is that the CEO of the company wasn't getting a lot of, a lot of airtime and out of attention. Right. But it's like, the hard part too is, on the flip side, I also heard a lot of the questions that he could have answered. He kind mm-hmm. of, you know... Um, skated through. Skated, yeah, skated through it. Yeah. You know, like kind of, you know, well, I, you know, it was like very political type answers. And it's like, okay. Right, well, where they that, talk for five minutes, but don't really say, say anything. anything. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, that, that's also concerning, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I think that that's the hard part in general is that I feel like sometimes we don't, we don't do a full size up of like, okay, Yes, maybe the representatives aren't asking questions that are, you know, the most intellectual or maybe or respectful or whatever it may be. Right. But at the same time, like we're not the CEO is not answering the questions like directly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so hard to make a true informed decision from the outside because we don't know all the inner workings. Like one one right. thought would be, well, we should just immediately trust the CEO because he seems like a he's got a friendly face. He's a nice guy. Like it's an amazing platform. He's saying it's one route. He's saying some good talking points, you know, like, you know, we, we value, you know, your privacy, we value your safety and we want this to be a fun app. And it's like, Hey, like great talking points. And maybe everything you said is true, but why is it that we have a like sincere confidence and belief in this CEO whose company is based in China, totally different country, who's not Mm -hmm. a a, a ally to our country, right. Uh, Or not our, you know, uh, not, not, you know, it's you know what I'm saying. Like you get it's it. a contentious relationship. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's an odd yeah. relationship. So it's yeah. like, how do we trust him blindly when our own politicians, our own people that we voted yeah. for, no matter which side you voted for, don't, don't even we don't yeah. even trust those people. Mm-hmm. Like the rea- that's the reality. So I think that I'm going to jump off the politics side of it. I wanted yeah. to bring all that up so that people can kind of understand where you know where we're coming from around the fact that. You have to look at it really with with an open mind that there is inner workings on both sides that mm-hmm. could make you be concerned really both ways. Like, am I concerned that if this app goes away, it could affect businesses all around the country? A hundred percent. There are people whose whole yep. livelihood has become deeply infused with the TikTok platform. People have yep. gotten careers from TikTok you know, because of their, their platform that they've been able to create. So it's, it's definitely scary because it affects the economy. Right. Right. But then there's also the component of like, well, we've got to protect the best interests of the people and the country and our safety and Mm -hmm. the security of our country. And so we've got to look at it like that. I would say to end my political rants, (laughs) it would be, (laughs) it would be great. Yeah. Get off the soapbox. It'd be really great if the representatives that we have that are concerned if they are truly concerned about the security and safety of our people, that they ask questions that the American people can understand, mm-hmm. that are educated, that address the concerns, because they're not they're not even bringing up the fact that people rely on this platform for their income. Right. Or, or even mentioning, like, they keep pointing to that, you know, the malicious, you know. Ad- yeah the malicious aspects of the TikTok, instead of focusing on, there's good creators out there putting great motivational stuff out every single day. Yeah. And so it's not all It's not all bad. bad. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, what can we expect in the future? I think it's unclear. We have no idea whether Absolutely. TikTok's going to be ultimately banned or not in the US, but it's certainly mm-hmm. a possibility. And I think businesses have to be prepared for it because Absolutely. with over 150 million people using the platform, 
I know, I know because I'm on the platform myself, businesses rely on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not thinking about your pivot strategy just in case, then you're going to be in a, wake, a rude awakening when it happens. Because yeah. right now, I've never seen two sides of the fence, politically Republicans and Democrats, come to the table about something unanimously. And they right. both have a problem with TikTok right now. Yeah. And so something will Something happen. will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that is just beefed up security measures that TikTok yeah, has knows? to like follow the rules. Who knows? We don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. All I can tell you is you need Things to be will prepared. change. Things are going to change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So- if TikTok is banned, it's going to obviously have a significant impact. 100 million active users. I think 150. Mm-hmm. I think it is up to 150 million active users it's in the U.S. alone. This is clearly a platform that businesses have been mm-hmm. using to reach new audiences, promote their products, yeah. their services, all that fun stuff. So I think the next step is finding the new platform that makes sense for you. Right. Um, I, I don't think that that means abandoning your TikTok strategy. I don't think that that means. Mm-hmm you know, just, you know, all together quitting it and saying, well, it, it's going to get banned. So I quit. I've seen people do that. Well, it's, it's nice. It's been nice I, knowing you guys. I'm, I'm one of them. But <laughs> you are. John. I'm back. I'm back. But <laughs> I do think that it's important that you have started to build your platform, your audience on a variety of different platforms. Um, Absolutely. You, this, is not the first time, have... this is not the first time we've seen this kind of thing happen, man. No, that's what I was going to say. I'm glad you brought that up because you don't want to get caught like the beginning of COVID when you weren't digital ready. Yep. Don't let that happen here. If the rug gets pulled out from under you, have a backup rug. Yep. And honestly, Mm -hmm. here's the deal. Like, okay, you're you're saying, well, there's nothing like TikTok out there. You know, I'm posting these short form videos. Now, what am I going to do with all this content I've created? Yes, there is. Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, all these platforms. I heard Gary V talking about this the other day about Facebook Reels because no one is posting in that platform. It's pretty easy. Say that with a grain of salt. Ish. Pretty yeah. easy to get traction in Facebook Reels right now because there's not a lot of people posting content in there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and the, the other thing too is, I, and I'll make sure I drop it in the show notes because I can't remember the website right now, but there's a really amazing uh, social media scheduling tool specifically mm-hmm. that allows you to repurpose this short form video content across all the different platforms. So you can schedule that content once it'll drip it to YouTube shorts. It'll drip it to Instagram, mm-hmm. it'll, all the different places. So I'll find that I'll make sure we include it in the show links. Cause I think that that can be a cool. great way, but you need to start finding other ways. I, I'd say even beyond other social platforms, you need to start focusing more so on building your own marketing channels. Ones that mm-hmm. you have control over things like yep. your email list, your text message list, your website. If TikTok does end up getting banned, you're going to want to have other ways to reach your audience and continue promoting your business. I mean, yeah. Think about musicians back in the day when MySpace was such a huge platform. Right. MySpace well, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. MySpace was the platform at the mm-hmm. time for bands, especially like indie bands, right? Oh yeah. Um that was before I mean well, maybe it wasn't before. It's was probably roughly around the same time as Bands in Town and all those platforms existed too, but They all kind of came out around same, the same time. But MySpace was like the platform for that. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden MySpace pretty much like disintegrated over a matter of i felt like what was like months and it was weird (laughs) because they had just been bought by i believe it was fox that bought myspace first and i thought wow this is gonna go somewhere now this will be a thing and then to watch it fall away was weird but that also kind of gave birth to the thought of the internet fad it goes away that's right so you i mean the reality is You've got to control your narrative. You've got to control mm-hmm. your message. You've got to control your audience. And I, and I genuinely feel like that's where businesses 
fail to inv- fail to grow their brands. I think that they rely so heavily on these platforms that have built-in audiences that they right. never bu- truly build their own audience. Right. Ar- arguably, you could say, well, we've got a million followers. It's like, great. Well, do you have a million mm. email addresses? Because what happens when they turn yeah. the lights off? And you how many likes? Yeah. How many know. likes are you getting? Because if you have a million followers and get three to 10 likes, none of those people are looking at your stuff. You got vanity metrics. Well, imagine, imagine this. Let's just say that this hypothetical, fictitious creator has a mm-hmm. million TikTok followers. This guy's got an amazing brand deal with somebody like, I don't know, excuse me, Pepsi. Pepsi's paying go. this guy. Uh, he's on a year contract. He gets paid every month a big, fat $10,000 check to create amazing content. And let's just say three or four months from now, the lights go out on TikTok. They shut TikTok yeah. down for some reason. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is if that yeah. person doesn't have another social platform with as big of an audience... If he doesn't have and, an email list or a text message list, right? Pepsi's going to pull the contracts. They don't right? have anything to leverage for why they should continue paying them. That's yeah. right. There's no, there's no audience. There's mm-hmm. not an audience if you don't really build an audience. So that's that's the biggest tip. No matter yeah. what social channel, it, it, who cares about TikTok? Yeah, no the name of the app social platform is, is yeah, irrelevant, the, right? Yeah, irrelevant. You know, I've seen so many people talk about you know, and for those that you know are huge Trump supporters, he rolled out his social media. Yeah. Truth, I think, or something like that. I honestly thought that would take off a lot better than it did. And it just um, it just didn't, you know? Yeah. And it's like there always will be a new platform, right? Some oh, will yeah. some will blow up and some will not. Some will last forever and some will fail. The reality mm-hmm. is if you're using social for your business, you have to be building your audience externally, separately yep. from just their audience. We always kind of joke about something when I talk about paid traffic versus organic traffic versus owned traffic. The idea is that TikTok's traffic, all that, all those quote unquote followers and fans you have, that's yeah. borrowed. That is mm-hmm. borrowed traffic. You do not own yep. those creators, like all those fans. It's not yours. And you're also competing in that space with other creators. That's right. And if you took mm-hmm. them to all to Instagram, you still wouldn't own them. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you've diversified. I'm glad you've moved all your eggs out of one basket, but it's still not your content. The moment right. you take those fans and you start to convert those people into emails, text message, you know, subscribers, those kind of things, at that point, that is your audience. You no mm-hmm. longer have to pay Mark Zuckerberg, you know, to run Facebook ads. You no longer have to pay right. TikTok to run TikTok ads. You can just send them an email. It's as simple right. as that. Well, so, you build your email list up, and let's say you have 500 people on that email list. Instead of paying Zuckerberg for ads that may or may not convert, you have 500 people that are willing to purchase. And yep. you're putting it directly in front of them. And it's way cheaper than an ad campaign. Yeah. So according to a 2021 report by DMA, the average ROI for email marketing is $42 for every $1 spent. I wow. think that there's a lot of people sleeping on email marketing. I think that they mm-hmm. think because it's like a quote unquote old vertical old and school. I get I get a thousand emails a day, mail. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like they think that, oh, well, that that's just not a way of doing business anymore. The reality right. is, Email marketing is still one of the most effective forms of marketing for most companies. Yeah. You have got to invest in that. I believe it's because you have people that are, they're your audience. That's right. They're invested in your company and your brand. And so that's why I think email marketing is so powerful still. Yep. A hundred percent. I think the last thing, you know, and we've kind of already talked a little bit about this, but mm-hmm. you've got to, you've got to find alternative platforms, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, if TikTok is banned, You've got to start mm-hmm. leveraging Instagram. You've got to start leveraging YouTube Shorts. You've got to start leveraging, you know, Twitter. The the reality is, John, you kind of you brought this up earlier. You can't be so late to join 
right whenever these things come your way i mean that's the Mm-mm. thing we've seen over and over again generationally i mean seriously right. it's like oh, with I'm a never, trend you yeah. need to hop on the rising wind that's you right you can't wait for the the yeah. uh, once it hits the top of the hill you're too late it's too late yeah, yeah. And, and people do this all the time oh mm-hmm. tiktok that's that's not for me that's my grandkid no you better figure out how it can be for you because the end of the day yeah. is your competitors going to right so right. The reality is you have to pay attention to the rise of technology. You have to pay attention to the trends, the news. Mm-hmm. The po- this podcast, great place to find that stuff. No joke. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not selfish plug. You know, Business Growth Hacks podcast. We're talking to marketers, experts all over the freaking country who are mm-hmm. doing stuff. You're not relying just on my knowledge. I've been doing this for 10 years. John's been doing this probably just about as long as I have. And yeah. yes, we're knowledgeable, but we don't know everything. And that's totally fine. No. That is why we do this podcast, so that we can bring experts on to share what's working for them and their clients so that you guys can take these tips, you can take these tricks, you can apply them in your businesses to see growth. That's that's the bottom line. Like That is why mm-hmm. we do this show. If, Absolutely. If I get five listeners a month and it transforms a business, I'm totally fine with that, right? Absolutely. I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be whatever those girls are that have the largest podcast on the planet. Um, <laughs> this isn't a true crime podcast unless the only crime committed is that you don't hop on a new marketing trend. There that's you go. The, that's the, that that's was the reality. Excellent. <laughs> We've been talking about TikTok and it going away, but the reality, and I'm going to get a little bit political again. Do it. <laughs> the reality of the legislation that they're considering, the bans that they're considering, the reality is that is new internet regulation, not just TikTok regulation. So it's exactly going right. to change the way we use the internet. And if you don't believe that, just sit back and watch it happen yeah. because change is coming. So you've got to be prepared to pivot. You've got to create your own channels. You've got to own your content. And that is my soapbox. I will get off of it. And <laughs> <let> you <close>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, man. I mean, the, the bottom line is a TikTok ban could obviously have a significant impact on businesses that rely on the app for marketing and advertising. And again, while it's unclear at the point whether TikTok will be ultimately banned in the US, businesses, mm-hmm. you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared for the worst case scenario. You need to start exploring alternate yep. alternative platforms. You got to start building your email list, your other marketing channels, and you got to start focusing on, on your website. Do not be left in the dust. Do not do what happened around the COVID time mm-hmm. when no one was prepared. No, no one knew what the hell was going on. I mean, well, we were like, we were busy. We were so it busy. It came out of nowhere too. And yeah. I think that's important to note because the TikTok ban will probably happen like yesterday. I saw, oh, wow, they're interviewing the CEO of TikTok in front of yeah. Congress. I didn't even know that was going on. And so it could suddenly happen. It could just, yeah, because they can make that decision. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. reality is they can make whatever call they want to make. So we have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I think that this whole episode was a hack. I don't know that I there's, agree. I don't know there's one hack I can leave you with other than yeah. don't sleep on email marketing. I still nah. think that even in 2023, it is an incredible platform for your business. This I know even, it this, is. This podcast episode wasn't even about email marketing. We still nope. got there because I do think it's important. The TikTok ban, how to prepare your business for the worst. You mm-hmm. better, you better be prepared out there, guys. Be prepared. John, I'll see you next week. Andrew, see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.